Thanks for tuning in to K-Thanks, a podcast for the modern woman. Every week, your host, Ikram, Vicky, and Ariana will dig in on real topics that matter in the new age. Stay locked in. You won't want to miss anything. The events over the last few weeks have brought to light the daily occurring atrocities of our justice system and law enforcement. It's ever clear that we can no longer ignore or allow us as a united people to be sabotaged by a system that not only our lineages have built, but is funded by our hard-earned dollars. We're finally able to recognize that their best interests do not include our safety and well-being. Media streams have been overwhelming us with horrifying images of brutality directed at the Black community. The morning of their precious lives are still ringing loud in the streets as our minds attempt to comprehend and our hearts attempt to heal. The struggle is synonymous with the five stages of grief. Let's talk about the first stage, denial. Denial is the first stage and it feels just like an overwhelming emotion of grief that we don't know how to like acknowledge or accept. And this loss or tragedy just seems like so much bigger than anything we can possibly mm-hmm. like wrap our minds around. I would, I would totally agree with that. So mm-hmm. denial um, in the sense of organization or, or, or America period. Right. So I feel like this had happened and for so long um, the system, the people have denied it, you know, like mm-hmm. they just like moved forward with, Oh no, nothing's wrong with America. We're just going to deny, 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 put a bandaid on it and move forward. Totally. This has been a long bandaid. Like literally, because it's like, it almost feels like, oh my God, it's 2020. We're still dealing with this. But I mean, because we were in denial, we really thought that we were kind of free because we had more freedom than we did back then. So it was kind of like an illusion, but we still had all of these things that we were kind of going through, like, you know, microaggressions, like blatant racism, but it wasn't as overt as it was back in the day. So I think we were kind of like, you know, I can... I can deal with it. It's not so bad. There's like little incidents, but not really looking at it for the the deeply rooted problem that it. Right. That it, it was did. not addressed at the core of it. One touching video. I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen that video of like that old man. He was like in his yeah. bed and his daughter told him about what's going on right now. And like he started crying. I think he's in, in his yeah. 90s. He started crying and he goes, but I thought that we had more than enough time to have like moved forward and like fixed the issue. And he was crying. Oh yeah, we God, can definitely crazy. link that video. Like it's very touching. But Ari, you're absolutely right. So that overwhelming emotion of grief and just that continuous denial that this never really happened. And, you know, um, it's that denial of the process, like that of grasping, this is actually the reality. This isn't even a new reality. This was all along the reality. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's been in denial for so long and like, it's just, it's kind of just on the back burner. You know what I mean? Like it's not, no, it hasn't been like this in our face. It's always just kind of been, even though like the media like perpetuates that image of like police brutality. It's definitely mm-hmm. just kind of it, almost like we're accustomed to it, like we're becoming numb to it. And so it's just like, we're just like, oh, like it must, must not be that big of a deal. Like after a week of like hashtagging someone's name, like it's just like the trend is over, you know? 
Yeah. And then like you have the opposite side with the denial too, where it's like they kind of heard about it. Maybe they learned about slavery and and stuff like that, but because it doesn't really affect them, they haven't really taken the time to kind of educate themselves on the extent of everything that happened in history. Um, So then you see a lot of people on getting epiphanies and you're like, wow, like this is, this information's been out there. Like you didn't know, you know what I mean? And then on that note, note, I would say it's, it's multifolds, right? Like the, the aspect of like the way we learn about history, like the, the school system itself is messed up, right? Like Mm -hmm. we don't learn these things in school. We do not. So like it's left up to people to do their own research and let's, let's be honest, most people don't do that. You know, most people don't necessarily, most people I know receive their information from Facebook and social media. Um, And, you know, and and in today's like efforts, you know, there's a whole lot of fake news. There's a whole lot of misleading information and so on. So what is, what is it going to take to fix our history books? I think re-educating is like a huge thing. Like right now, the majority of the people believe that like black history just consists of what the last 400 years consists of, but there is so, so, so much more. (laughs) And that's just one side of like black history or history in general, you know? So like, like there was a huge, very long, magnificent history of like black people, black culture, all the way to their African roots before mm-hmm. slavery ever occurred. Yeah, it's important for us to know that because I think because it was really literally programmed into our heads, you know, from school age, that it's just like just the, the slavery part and then the civil rights part, which is all great. But a lot of us grew up not really understanding who we are, which was a part of the original problem, right? Coming over here, you know, our language is gone, our culture is still gone. Is. Yeah. And so it's like, we have to take some kind of personal accountability to really look for that information to kind of inform ourselves. Then when we see ourselves as like a whole, you know, I think that'll kind of help us shift our focus from the oppression part of it to what we're really capable of and what we can be, what our roots are, like what we've accomplished in the past. Because, you know, a lot of people are finding out later that there was kings and queens and royalty and and and, and all of that. And I'm, and I'm like, <laughs> really? What? There's so much beauty in the culture. I think just, you know, taking the time to find all information will kind of help people with that denial stage to kind of, you know, move past that. I would agree. Let's talk about the second stage of grief. Yes, yes. The anger part. Yeah, I oh, can God. totally relate to this. I'm I feel like anger. anger I feel like America is between like either denial and anger. Totally, like, I think totally. Yeah, America's been in denial denial for the past eighty years, yo. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. I mean, it goes like denial, anger, and we never move forward to like you know the following stages. I feel like oh. it's just like anger, and then we go back to denial. You know, like so let's put that band aid back on. Yeah. Um, Ari, talk to us some more about like th- this anger stage. Yeah, I truly believe like this is like where if you're, if you're not here, like this is where you're headed. The stage is just like the actual like processing of emotions, you know, and like directing your anger either like outwardly or sometimes unfortunately like inwardly, you know. So it's just the the actual like movement of like an angrier like energy 
feeling that it. bitterness and like the world is against you, the resentment. Yeah. Yeah. Just like rage, fury, you know, like, and we all process and project anger differently. Um, and that's why there is, you know, you see violence out there. You, you see peaceful protests, you see a number of things. And it, I think from us as, you know, contributors, audience, and so on, influencers, it is important to kind of understand that, you know, we're not all wired the same. People deal with this differently and also understanding what's acceptable and what's not. And I think that differs from you, me, you know, Vicky, everyone, like we're all different and it's okay to to be that. And it's okay to have these healthy conversations of, you know, is this right? Is this wrong? Um, And it's okay to have different opinions. I think there's so much going on right now to the point where people are like pointing fingers at each other, you know, like the whole mentality of like divide and conquer to a certain extent it exists, you know, and you can see it. Oh, you're not, you're not doing this right. Oh, you, 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 oh, you, you went too far. Oh, that's, sensitive, you know, talk, you can't say that. It's just so much, whatever you do, it's not good enough. It's not great enough. However you do it, like there is some backlash to a certain extent. Yeah, anger is the mask. Really? It's a mask. Because you don't want to deal with all the rest of the emotions and the pain that you're carrying inside. I totally agree with that. Lash out, you know? It's important Mm -hmm. that we acknowledge that. acknowledge, Acknowledge our differences. Process it. And move forward, you know, because we're trying to get to the rest of the solution. Okay. Like, what? yeah, that's like always keeping like, like coming to a consensus on a solution and then always keeping the solution in mind, I think is like a really hard lesson that we're about to learn, like as a, as a society, I think that like, I, I had a therapist like tell me like anger is fine. Like feeling anger is fine. Like it's very healthy to feel anger. It's weird if you don't feel anger, (laughs) but what, what you do with that energy and like what you do with that anger is like, it, it really counts. And that's a huge decision. And like, people are so reactionary right now. And I feel like that's what perpetuates us from going back and forth from anger and denial, you know? Oh yeah. Anger is, or denial is definitely the coping mechanism, right? It's like the lie you tell in your head, right. To get you through. I think one additional point you made is that not everyone will experience this stage, this this angry stage, and some may linger, you know, here. It's a subside, right? Yeah, it could be. There's other emotions, too, that could get in there. It could be, you could be bitter. You could have resentment. Or you totally. can think more rationally, right? Like, kind of yeah. like, you know, vibe higher. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a lot of times back. where we fall, you yeah. know, um, we try to be hunt the good stuff, be on that positive note, but at the same time, like think rationally, be accepting of different opinions. What's the next stage? So the next stage is bargaining. We're there too. Oh my God. I definitely, yeah, I definitely feel like there is a portion of us here. I'd love to like hear how you guys think that. Let me, let me go over like what they define as like bargaining for the stage of grief. So it's a lot about like vulnerable and like helplessness and you know like now that like the adrenaline of your anger has like run out you're kind of like sitting there like going through all the what ifs like how could this happen like maybe i could have done something you know like it's it's almost like blaming 
yourself in a way, but it's like a stage of like going more like introspectively. A lot of like people who believe in like spirituality in one form or another or like religion, they open lines of communication like with a higher power and like either ask for something or promise like, you know, if you if you make him come back or if you make it go away, like I promise I will dedicate my life to you, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of just like trying to come up with some kind of reasoning, like why this happened when it's a line of defense. Yeah. Right. It's a defense mechanism to start going into bargaining again, like from the America stages of racial inequalities specifically Black Lives Matter. This bargaining have happened, I feel like in so many ways, like every time there was like an outbreak or in a protest and an obvious injustice, because injustice have always happened. It's just now we have these things. And so news travels even faster. And and also like we've always been able to just see one-sided you know, reports. Um, and now with these things, we can see it from multiple angles and see different stories. I think, again, that that's the power of us forming our own decisions and thinking about this process in it and so on from an educational perspective. I think um, I always like receive things, but always like, but dig into it. Like, don't, don't just like get spoon fed. Um and the, the bargaining, right, like we've they've changed like minor things and policies to kind of shut us down. And like, you know, totally. and, and so like, so we, 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 we bargained, you know, we have reached that and we yeah. never really move forward to the next stage. Instead, we go backwards again. Yeah, I agree. Because the bargaining is regaining, trying to regain control, right? So all of this, like, well, if you give us this, we'll do this for, uh, well, this will make things better. Well, this will make things better. Because it's, but the thing is, the root of it is you might change a lot of like things, but it's not going to really like remove the hurt because it's not really going to change what really needs to be changed at the end of the day, which is like the hearts and minds of people. Totally. It might give you, a, it, it's it's literally kind of like a Band-Aid in a way. I love this analogy of the Band-Aid to kind of yeah. elaborate some more on that, right? So like, and we just all happen to be combat veterans here. I'm just, just throwing yes. that in there, you know, so we know <laughs> a thing or two about wounds and Band-Aids. Um, I feel like we tend to like, you know, Band-Aid, Band-Aid something like as a quick move to kind of like, typically just take you to the next step, right? It's not like a long-term solution, but we've had this Band-Aid for so long that we didn't even like remove it slowly. It was like ripped the F off, right? It was ripped and then you open it and it's this infected wound, this deeply painful wound that can can take you either directions, right? It can be fatal Mm -hmm. or it can be treated with the right type of attention, the right type of medical healing, the list goes on. So that's that's the Band-Aid analogy for those who don't necessarily get that point. It's a great analogy. I love that analogy. analogy. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do want to add that I think that as much as this is like horrifying and like it's really terrible to live through, I think it is very necessary that we got here in order for the necessary changes. You know, like I got chills when you said that we got here. Um, Not to kind of like miss the point here. We've we've been here multiple times. True. 
But this one is so different because of what's happening in this world, right? It's like on so many levels, um, people have never really felt um, what the Black community have felt. But I feel like since like the coronavirus and the unemployment rates and all that, some people had had like a lick of, you know, unfortunate events, right? And so, and then you have people just like sitting at home with nothing but to really dig deep, reflect, whether you know it or not, whether you acknowledge it or not, you, in one way or another, you have been reflecting on everything you've been doing up to now, think where you want to move forward and so on, especially when you have no choice but to sit with yourself. We are very good at this because like our year-long deployments, you know, we were all army army one our year-long deployments you had like there we you weren't given options like you had to learn how to sit with yourself and be okay with yourself mm-hmm. reflect continue to reflect and and acknowledge and, and and bargain and you know in and out of all these stages that all the time i think as we said bargaining is a line of defense and then like it kind of like stops you from you you avoid trying to go into that stage of depression like I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in bargaining as much as I can because Let I me get all I can because it's <laughs> making me feel happy. But you gotta realize right. it's not I'm real. doing something about this. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. totally. It is absolutely a fake. It's just a, a facade. It's a it facade. Right? It's necessary because this is. I feel like this is a stage where we can make the most out of like changing policies. Right? For example, like what what are we what are we trying to bargain here? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, all the actions kind of like put them into boom, 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 boom. But soon enough, you're going to hit the next stage, which is depression. Depression. Yeah. This is what they call the quiet stage of grief, you know, like kind of where we just retract and like that inward necessary time that only like where the true like healing comes from is like prefaced by depression and just kind of really facing like the dark side and you're, you're being like shown what you're really battling, you know, like what you're really up against, I think. Yeah. Cause you realize like, Hey, I just went through bargaining. I got like all the policy things I wanted. There's changes being made, but why do I no. still feel sad? You know, and it's okay to feel that way. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. Totally. It's and very normal. It's very normal. And I think we need to get this message out to as many people you know, you are not alone. You know, you're not alone. If you're stuck in this stage, it's okay. No, but just know that at some point you do need to seek some support. You know, it's okay to do it for a few days, but for long term, it's not necessarily healthy. Uh, either seek like mental health experts, therapists, um, so you can go through this period of coping. But most importantly, like we, you should, you should have a support ecosystem in place and know that you can reach out, you know, to like, whether that's family members, friends, us, you know, like reach out to us. <laughs> um, totally. And we, yeah. yeah. And I think we'll be sharing some, some resources as well um, in, in our website, kthankspodcast.com, um, as well as on all our social media. Um, so we will definitely be that do that and be there for you. But most importantly, know that, that this is okay to feel this way. It's okay. And let's seek some, you know, support. Totally. 
I, I also want to add like for the people who don't have like support systems built in or are restricted in some way, as far as that goes, I think that it's important. I, I think, and I think we're going to address this like in our, in our episode that encompasses like healing practices. I think that there are like immediate options at your fingertips. Like if you don't feel comfortable confiding, cause like admitting that you're in depression is one of the hardest things I ever had to do. Like, what are you talking actually, about? We are never depressed. It doesn't I, exist no, in my culture. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, no, no. Stuff down, you know. No. What are you talking about? No, there is no, no such no. thing as depression. Yeah, no. What anxiety? No, just that is just your mind. Yeah, because <laughs> you realize, like, hey, I they've everything might have changed aesthetically, but guess what? The, the problem's still there. I'm still getting the microaggressions. I'm still getting the looks. Yeah, they have to be better, like as far as like on the outward, um, but the heart didn't change. Yeah. You know, feeling foggy, heavy, confused. Yeah. I think everybody's at some point have felt depressed, you know, uh, whether you know that that is depression or not, we all, yeah. all have been sad um, in one way or another. And I think this is a good point for um, external entities and, and, and individuals to actually reach out to people who might be in this stage to just check in. You know, you don't have to be like, oh, like, I don't know what to do or just a simple check in. Um, it kind of like it's from like the other end, from the receiver end, the depressed um, it's kind of like a wake up call. Like, okay, I got to get my shit together. <laughs> I got to get back on it. You know, like um, I'm falling, falling. And, you know, um, I grabbed my tub of ice cream and I'm Netflix and chilling. Okay. That's enough of that. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me get on with my task list. Okay. I got a long one. I got to start at some point. I think like it begins with like at feeling like helpless. Mm-hmm. And then the transition comes like when you realize like, okay, like there is something I can do about this, you know? Agreed. Well, like when you actually get to that point, it brings us to the next stage, which is acceptance. Exactly. Yeah. It, acceptance is the hard part. Yeah. It's really is the hard part. It's just like you went through this entire process of, you know, trying to like fight in every way and accepting is just self-defining like it's it just accepting and acknowledging the truth and knowing like even even if you can't understand that it happened for a reason like it will make sense one day you hope you know right and it's not necessarily like this is not meant to be like a happy uplifting moment you know stage of grief just because you accept it doesn't mean like, okay, like, okay, let's move on with our lives. No, it's not. It's just a sense of like, okay, this is what's happened. This is reality. You know, I accept it. I think with all, all of the stages are like, you know, you have the ability to like step forward and step back, you know? So it might take a few times to come back to this, like it's meeting you in the face, you know what I mean? And you're like, no, 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 we're going back to depression or no, 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 we're going back to denial and starting all over, you know, like, so I think, I think that it can definitely take a few times. I mean, it ha- as a country, like, and as a society, it has for us, you know, on other stages where it's much harder to like accept it until it comes around like a few more times. 
Yeah. And that's when you start seeing the hope for the future because you're not really dwelt on the past at the point, your past denial, Mm -hmm. your your past anger. Yeah. You accept it's still going to be painful. It's just like if someone passes away, like you accept, you accept they're gone. Like at this point, you're like, okay, they're gone. But then you're able to, I think it's, it's powerful because it's like, then you're able to step into purpose from there. Like you, you can kind of get out of your, get out of your head per se in a way where you're kind of focused on the negativity and just see the possibilities. I feel like this stage helps you see the possibilities of the future because your head's so foggy in those other stages. You're not focused on the future. You're focused on the past and everything that's going wrong instead of kind of like sitting with, you've sat with it, your depression, you sat with it. So interesting you say that, darling. Yeah. Um, so like this kind of brings up like how these stages are also like related to the way we process information. So like the the first few stages were like extremely emotional, like the acceptance level, like it's super logical, you know, like you're past the emotions. And like typically when we tend to lead with decisions that are emotion based, a lot of times they are not good decisions, right? And so, like, I, that's why it's so interesting how, like, America is grieving right now, you know? And so the moment acceptance and, and what does that look like, right, for the American system? What does that look like for the Black community? What does that look like for the every all the allies, right? We can probably, like, give some points on this, like from our personal perspective and what we want to see. And and just to mention like that, that's not everything. Like we'll dive a little deeper in the future, in future episodes, but it's just so interesting how like we had to go through all these stages to get to the point where like, we're thinking logically where we have a plan an action, you know, it's a super actionable item. Yeah. Definitely. For me, it's, for me, it means it's coming out of the victim stage. Like tell us more to to me personally, it's, it's like, you know what, what's happens happened. What do I have in front of me right now? Um, what can I particularly do to help my situation? What's available? Like instead of just kind of like the obstacles are still going to be there. Right. But Mm -hmm. this time you're not focused on the obstacles. You're, you're focused on working your way around those obstacles. You are kind of zero focused on moving forward. And I think for me, that's what it's about. I am now accepted it. Okay. Next, what am I going to do next? Like what, what can I, okay. I'm just coming out of victimhood. Mm -hmm. I'm just reprogramming myself to have hope for the future. Now I can identify all the opportunities that I have. Because I think a lot of times when we stick in victim, we, we've we literally like trained our brain to just keep cycling that same victimization over and over, just re-traumatizing ourselves. So maybe we go online and we just start looking at things that kind of re-trigger us or we go talk to people that re-trigger us and get us kind of stuck in that spot when we should be kind of, and it takes a lot of personal accountability too. You just have to, what do we say in the military? Like suck it up and drive on. Like at that point, that's that stage where you got to do that because we can't just 
we just can't be victims forever. At some point, we got to be winners. And we know that there's certain obstacles that are going to be in our way. But however, we are going to overcome those. So I think it's like a change of perspective and a change of attitude for my, for my personal. And this is why we're using our platform to push that agenda, right? I think it's, it's important to understand why people even are stuck in that stage and acknowledge that. And like, we, we, again, back to that, like, we don't have to have the same opinions, right? But we do have to kind of collaborate, come up with like, a solution, um, and then start implementing it. And I think that's a wonderful way, like a wonderful way to kind of like share positive messages. Um, we're not taken away from the suffering. We're not taken away from like this messed up environment, but most importantly, we're like focused on like, how do we get out of this and how do we like just shoot up as high as we can, like just surpass any expectations, anything. And, and again, this is what it's, this is what America is going through right now. Like, I think like it's the perfect analogy of this griefing. Um, back to you, Ari. Yeah. I think like we're, we're lucky enough to like recognize that this will take time and there is like a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, it's just a matter of like understanding, you know, and like, and, and just really being like compassionate Mm -hmm. about like what people are handling right now. Like it is, it is just like emotionally, like really tearing down people. And I think it's just a time to like hold each other closer and, and just, you know, be extra compassionate. And empathetic. Like I've been learning that all week with, you know, people that look like me where it's like really empathizing with how they're processing their pain. Cause even though we look the same, we're not all processing it the same together. And, and maybe, if I like feel like I'm more advanced in the steps, you know, I'm just not, I'm in a different stage of my journey, not to, you know, look at them like, oh my God, like man up, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, You're so wrong. You're right. They so still need to process it. Girl, I had to really like sit with myself this week. That's what I'm saying. This whole time is about introspection, like looking within mm-hmm. our own Absolutely. parts and changing ourselves. So I learned that myself um, this week with a few people where I'm just like, you know, you know what? you know, this is how they feel and, and this is where they're at. So the best thing that I can do is just to listen and just to be there for them. Like, even if I feel like I'm ahead, then I need to, it's just like that whole, like always reaching back, Mm -hmm. pull someone up. You might be at the top, but they're still struggling, you know, give them a hand. So like giving them resources, like sharing, you know, just information or maybe just like being in a listing ear, letting them cry, be mad, yell, whatever, and not kind of, it's just all about us having empathy, which is taking the time to put ourselves in someone else's shoes and, and try to understand their perspective and then taking our ego out of it and how we feel about it. And they're just making it about them and how mm-hmm. they are processing. So right. I think it's really important for people to know, like they're not wrong because you're in a different stage and, and you don't have to push someone to go to the next stage. It's going to, take the time. Now I do say like, just like, you know, you guys have done me in the past, like 
we don't want to support moping forever, though. At some point, you know, we need to encourage, you know, ourselves to pick ourselves up, right? And our friends and people close to us are there for that. Like, hey, yeah, that really stinks. And I'm, I'm you're so, I know you're so upset and I'm here for you. Um, have you thought about like, you know, trying this or have you checked this out? This is what worked for me and my healing process, making suggestions. And some people will still choose to mope, but you can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You give them resources, right? It's their process. But also you sometimes have to take a step back too, because you got to protect your own energy so that doesn't, you know, fall back on you right here. I love you. I'm here. Get out of my bubble. Yeah. (laughs) Whenever you're ready, like I'm here, Um, but I'm going to keep moving forward because that's another thing. If you sit with the mope and you sit with that, then you're going to start going backwards in your own as well. And that doesn't help anyone. No. Hey, yeah. bottom line, mope, but not for long. Okay. Yeah. Figure out figure out ways to pick yourself up. We will be sharing so many of these resources and processes and like what you can do in future sure. episodes. Oh, by the way, we have a birthday girl. Oh, where are you at, birthday girl? Oh my God. I'm right here. Oh my God. It's your birthday. Don't ask me how old I am. <laughs> I'm, you know what? Let's just pretend time goes backwards. I'm 25. <laughs> yes. Mm. Beautiful. 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 I think that's Definitely. amazing. Happy birthday. You know, like it's, it's, we're stuck in our shelter in place shenanigans, but we promise we'll make it up for you. Definitely going to make it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> zoom, zoom um, part after party right here so back to where we started oh zoom party i'm so down for that (laughs) um back to where we actually started this was not recorded we started that session with a meditation session and that was an extreme like an extremely important message to to be present right so as vicky said we are not all in the same stages nor do we process things the same in the same manner nor do we project our anger or information or whatever it that is in the same way so it's important to kind of like if you don't know what to do and before you become judgy try to suspend that judgment wear your neutral hat and just mm-hmm. like, if you can't do that, just, just listen. You don't have to act on words they say or actions they do. Just be a listening ear and be open-minded to hearing their story. It, it's just, it's a fascinating way of processing information. And you sit on it long enough, then things become clear as to what you need to do next. Totally. Absolutely. Wow. This is our first episode, guys. Oh my God. So good. (laughs) Another one episode wrapped, one down. (laughs) Oh, hold on. And on that note, Kay, thanks. Kay, thanks. Kay, thanks. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for chatting about this and just getting it all out there in terms of, you know, how you guys relate to it and how, how you can see like the similarities in our society and what we're going through right now. Thank you guys for listening. We can't wait to have you on our next podcast with us where we talk about healing and we want you to heal with us because we're all in this together and we all need to uplift each other. And so I'm super excited for that. We're going to cover 
a bunch of different resources and apps and exercise that you can do. So yeah, we'll see you then. Ooh, I want to say this on air so we can be held accountable. We should totally do a Zoom party, a healing party in the future and get people to join us and we can lead it. That would be so much fun. Oh, yes. Make sure you guys follow us. We are on all social media platforms at K-Thanks Podcast. So you can follow us on IG, Facebook, Twitter, and also check out our website, www.kthankspodcast.com. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. See you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Time's good.